Second down five. Tom with the block. Love to the air. Caught. Touchdown. Reed. The rookie. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I try to not get bent out of shape about what the national media says. Did you hear what Colin Coward said about the Packers? No, because it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And it's always dumb when fan bases, like, we all always rally together on Twitter, on fake defend our guy about what Colin Coward... Eh, sports talkers are going to say what they say. I have been following what Colin Coward has been saying about Jordan Love, though, the last couple weeks, because I'm interested. It's like, what kind of take are you going to spin? Because I've been trying to spin takes about Jordan Love all summer. I can't. I have nothing to say. I'm like, I don't know. We need to we need to see him play in a game. I don't he could be amazing. He could be awful. He's probably somewhere in the middle. But I don't know. I've been trying to come up with hot, spicy Jordan Love takes and interesting Jordan Love conversations for months. I got nothing. So I see Colin Cowherd mentioning Jordan Love and, and ranting about Jordan Love in the lead of his show. I'm gonna pay attention. After their first preseason game. Colin Cowherd was like, well, he's a game manager. I didn't see any special there, right? I had that in the intro last week. It's kind of fun. No special there. He's a game manager. And then Jordan Love made a couple nice throws on Saturday. Not that they really mean much because it's a preseason game. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Cowherd will say today. And now, again, not that I care, but I, I find the game very interesting, like how you spin a take and how you react to information and adjust your take. Well, now it's, well, Jordan Love's protected so well. The offensive line is great. Matt LaFleur is a brilliant coach. He'll set him up to succeed. It's like, well, wait a minute. All I'm hearing, it's got great young weapons. It's got a great offensive line, a great young offensive-minded head coach. Jordan Love, he's in a place to succeed. Well, well, then why couldn't Aaron Rodgers do it last year? Damn it. I know that Watson and Dobbs should be a year further along, and now Reed and Musgrave are here. It's not like Aaron Rodgers lights it up with first-year players anyways. I, I just find it also funny. Right? Like, oh, Cowherd kind of came at Jordan Love last week. He made a couple nice throws Saturday. What now? Oh, okay. Offensive line. Which I agree with, by the way. I think the Packers are very, very good at setting up their offensive line year to year and maintaining depth. And I think Matt LaFleur is a very good coach. I don't know if he's a great coach, but I think he's very good. I don't think Colin Cowherd said any lies. The only reason I bring this up is it was on the TV in front of me about 20 minutes ago, and I, I found it interesting. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, nobody asked, but I had an awesome weekend. Uh, went and saw a little live music on Friday night in Lacrosse River Roast. If you've never been to River Roast, it's always later in the summer. It's in August. They do it right in front of the Charmont on Second and Straight, uh, which is conveniently right in front of the radio station. But uh, you know, also spent a lot of time in downtown Lacrosse over the years. River Roast was a blast. I remember a couple of years ago, I just stumbled down there, and I mean stumbled. Like in the, I was just bumming around since like I wasn't hammered and I tripped my way into this block party. I was just walking around downtown lacrosse, heard some live music, walked down, check it out. They had leftover salmon playing. And I know there's like three people listening right now. I'm like, no kidding. You stumbled upon leftover salmon. Yeah, I did. How cool is that? It's an awesome show. So last couple of years, I've been trying to get to River Roast and I happened to be in lacrosse last Friday. So we were able to go and 
watch some live music, and then take in some more live music. I went to the Rigby in Madison at the request or uh, at the suggestion of one Vagabond John. I was out on Saturday night as well. So I had a great weekend. I also watched like a full season of Suits. So very productive on top of a Brewer sweep and a very entertaining, very interesting Packers preseason game against the Patriots, although it was cut short. I don't know. We could probably play three-quarter preseason games, and it would be fine. Maybe there were some uh, some ticketed fans that were bummed that they had to leave early, but come on, by that point in the game, you're you're pr- every fan at the game is thinking, well, we could leave now and get home earlier, but no one wants to say it because they paid money for tickets and they dr- <laughs> you know what I mean? You're rented a concert or a movie or a sporting event where you're sitting there and you're like, I wonder if my buddy wants to leave early. I wonder if the rest of the group would want to leave early. And you kind of suggest, you're like, hey, you know, if we leave now, and everyone's like, yep, let's go. Let's do, <laughs> let's do it. And everyone's on the same page. I bet there were a lot of folks like that in the bowl in, in Lambeau on Saturday night. So maybe there were some ticketed fans that were bummed that the game got called, but probably the correct decision given that it's an exhibition game and that the coaches obviously got what they wanted between joint practices and the games. They say all they needed to or saw all they needed to. So called the game early, and I think the Packers lost, didn't they? What was the final score? 21-17. to 17. Oh, horrible. Horrible. I didn't know the Packers lost. Well, they should have played it down to the wire. Packers should have tried to... Not to come back. No, I want to talk about the Packers game. What we saw from Jordan Love, what we saw from Jaden Reed caught a touchdown. That was pretty cool. And we can talk about the defense. And Anders Carlson, who's kind of de facto becoming my guy because I keep supporting him. If Rashawn Gary is going to de facto be not my guy, then I get credit for when Anders Carlson kicks well, right? That, that's that's how this works. Like, I'm not heaping praise on Anders Carlson. I'm just saying, hey, I think this is the year to be patient. So when he succeeds, I'm going to get credit for that. Because for the last couple of years, I've been like, well, Rashawn Gary's very good, but still kind of waiting for him to be elite number one pass rusher on a very good defense. And I know he got hurt, but everyone always tells me, well, you're a Rashawn Gary hater. Okay, fine. But if I'm going to be a Rashawn Gary hater and get all of the the bitching that comes with that from fans, and Rashawn Gary has me blocked on Twitter. I don't know how that happened. I think he's got Rowdy blocked on the morning show, too, so I'm I'm not alone. I don't think it's a me problem. If I'm going to take the flack for being a Rashawn Harry Gator, Rashawn Harry Gator, Rashawn Gary hater, which I'm not, then I'm going to get credit when Anders Carlson kicks well, and he did on Saturday night. So we'll talk about the Packer game all throughout the show. I'd love to hear from you. 608-321-1670. Start taking calls as we normally do. Uh, when segment number two begins when we come back from our first break. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you would like to follow me there or tweet at me during the show or during Brewer games. That's normally when I'm most unhinged on Twitter is during Brewer games. You can find me at Wisco Grant. I want to start with the Brewers. I just want to mention a couple things off the bat. Pardon the baseball pun. Before I, I assume we talk probably a lot of Packers and we take some calls on the Packers. The Brewers, wouldn't you know... Swept the Rangers in Arlington, in Texas, with Tony in Texas viewing from a suite. I don't know if you heard him mention that last Friday. So I mentioned it on Twitter, Tony. The Rangers, by the way, because we know the Rangers are good. I don't follow the record of certain teams closely. I don't follow the standings closely. I know the Rangers have been good. The Rangers are 20 games over 500, even after being swept this last weekend. That is a juggernaut of a team in the American League, and the Brewers waltzed in there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and just took their lunch money, stepped into their building, opened the fridge, grabbed a snack, laid down in their bed. I mean, they had their way with the Texas Rangers three times this weekend. And last Thursday and last Friday on the show, after the Brewers were swept by the Dodgers, 
I kept saying, well, the Brewers aren't a top-tier team. You know, I, I love the Brewers. And you guys know I love the Brewers. I love the Brewers as much as anyone. And I want to buy into what they're doing. And I want to buy in to the philosophy of Matt Arnold. I know the bites at the apple phrasing wears on people a little bit. We get a little bit sick of that. That's fine. I understand that completely. I totally get it. But that's their approach. Just try to be good enough to get in the playoffs every year. And eventually one of these seasons, team's going to get hot. Someone's going to have an MVP level of run uh, at the end of the year, like Yelich in 18 or, or who knows, maybe this year it could be William Contreras. It could be Yelich again. Maybe Willie Adamas saves all of his good at bats for the final two months of the year. I, I don't know. I want to buy into that philosophy. I really, really do. Last week I was struggling. Because we watched our Brewers get knocked around by the Braves. We watched them play one of the most helpless series of baseball in recent memory in Los Angeles. I mean, they couldn't do anything. They could not do anything in Los Angeles. So I'm in here on Thursday and Friday like, man, I don't think bites at the apple works. I, I, I just don't I don't think I don't think it works in 2023. It might work in 2008. It might work in 1990 when there's only a small handful of teams in the playoffs. Because if you make the playoffs in the structure of 2008 or in previous decades... Well, there's only so many teams that get in. So by making the playoffs, you are proving to the rest of the league and to the fans, you are elite. I don't think just making the playoffs in 2023 proves you're elite and proves you can contend. So when everyone says, well, just get into the playoffs and anything can happen, I don't think that's true anymore. I think it used to be true when only the best of the best the playoffs were so exclusive back in the day. They're not exclusive anymore. So I don't know if the philosophy of bites at the apple really, really, really is is going to be successful and going to work like Matt Arnold and David Stearns think. But I want to buy in, and I'm trying to buy in, and this weekend helped a lot. I mean, my takes of last Thursday and Friday age pretty poorly, right? Well, the Brewers, they can beat up on the Reds, and I think they can play right there with the Cardinals, and they can compete with just about everybody except for the one, the two, and the three seeds in both conferences. And then what do you know it? They go into Texas to play a team that's 20 games over 500, and they light the world on fire. Yeah, pay no attention to what I said last Thursday. Pay no attention to what I said last Friday. I, I, I was lying. I, I, I was doing it for ratings. I, I, um, I, I was being a hot take merchant to drive phone calls and to drive interaction. I didn't mean any of it. I, I, I was being a hack. I, I never do that. I don't have a problem driving calls on this show, by the way. If you're ever listening, you're like, oh, Grant's just trying to get calls. Trust me, I, I don't need to do that. You guys are rabid callers to this show. I could come in here and fart for a couple minutes, and I think people would call in just because that's what we've built on this show from four to six. So I still kind of believe that the bites of the apple philosophy is an aged one, and it's a philosophy that's based on a playoff structure that doesn't exist anymore. But this weekend showed us that if the pitching is on and the offense is having a, a good series, then, yeah, maybe the Brewers can hang in there. With everybody and Brenton Tosa reminded us last week the series against the Braves and the Dodgers this year those 12 games four three game series be a little bit misleading because Woodruff and Burns and Peralta didn't really pitch in a whole lot of those games I think he told us last week that Burns Peralta and Woodruff only pitched three of those 12 games four of those 12 games which makes sense because Woodruff has been hurt most of the season he's just come back and you know luck of the scheduling the Dodgers come to town and they see Hauser, Colin Ray, and Freddie Peralta. They miss Burns. They miss Burns and Peralta. Sometimes the schedule shakes out like that. So we're going to continue to follow the Brewers. Uh, who do they play next? I don't know. I'm so focused on day of. I'm so focused. You know, I'm a one day at a time guy. I'm, I'm you know, get better every day. You know, that, that football guy locker room mentality. <laughs> I honestly don't know who the Brewers play next. I should probably know that off the top of my head. I'll look that up over the break. Let's talk about the Packers.
and the game they played on Saturday and what we saw from Jordan Love. I don't know that I feel that much better or that much worse about Jordan Love after Friday night. You know, Bill asked me earlier today, well, what'd you think? What'd you think of Jordan Love, Grant? I'm like, I don't know. He made a couple real nice throws. He was out there for what, two two series? He attempted eight passes. That ball to, to Romeo Dubs was awesome. That play, I think, was as much of a compliment to Romeo Dobbs as it was Jordan Love. What an awesome catch. Now, it wasn't a jump ball. It wasn't a duck. It wasn't a ball that Dobbs had to come back for and, and wrestle away the ball from the receiver. It was well-placed, and Bill said this earlier today. That boundary shot down the right sideline to Romeo Dobbs was placed exactly where you'd want it. it. It was only where Dobbs could catch it. It was over the shoulder of the defender. It was an awesome catch but it was the exact type of throw that Jordan Love is going to have to mix in here and there. We want a quarterback that can run Matt LaFleur's offense, make the simple throws, take the checkdowns, take what the defense is giving him, right? We want that of Jordan Love. We want that of the Packers quarterback post Aaron Rodgers. That's what we've been saying for the last year or so. But you do need to mix in special throws here and there. You need to mix in good throws down the field, right? Look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a great example, right? Kyle Shanahan would kill to have Kirk Cousins. He's been able to win with Brock Purdy, and he's been able to win at a very high level with Jimmy Garoppolo. But where did Jimmy Garoppolo fall just a little bit short? And what is the one play that everyone remembers about Jimmy G? Jimmy G can play Kyle Shanahan's system. He he can read what's on the teleprompter and throw the ball where it's supposed to go. But on those two or three occasions a game where he needs to make the big throw, he has failed, and everyone remembers that missed throw was it to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, where Emmanuel Sanders was wide open for basically a walk-in touchdown, would have ended the game, and Jimmy Garoppolo missed him by 10 yards, 8 yards, 12 yards. I don't remember. It wasn't close. It wasn't just past the outstretched fingertips of Emmanuel Sanders. It was very clear that Jimmy Garoppolo did not have the cojones to make that throw. Now, Jordan Love doesn't have to make MVP-level throw, MVP-level throw, MVP-level throw, back shoulder, drop in the bucket over the middle, you know, zip one in between a linebacker and a safety in a corner. It doesn't have to be his whole kit. That doesn't have to be his whole play style. But two, three, four times a game, every quarterback, if you want to win at the highest level, even the quarterback with the best offensive coordinator and the best roster and the best scheme, even that quarterback, as evidenced by Jimmy G in 2019, even the best 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 teams and best play callers and best scheme that quarterback still has to make two or three moneymaker throws every game that throw to Jaden Reed was pretty awesome it was the designed play that the ball it seems was supposed to go there and I think Adam Stenovich said as much when he met with the media this weekend maybe we'll go back and and I'll find that audio just to clear that up because Mike Clemens sent it to me I, I know at some point I was looking earlier but even the the most game managery of game manager quarterbacks, two or three times a game, have to make a moneymaker throw. And Saturday night, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can hit a boundary shot to Romeo Dobbs. You can zip one into a very, very small window against Jaden Reed, who is being trailed by a corner or a linebacker safety. It doesn't matter. By a defender, right? I don't feel markedly better about Jordan Love after Saturday's game, after game number two. I don't feel markedly worse. I'm like, all right, it feels like we're on the right path. I'll watch a little bit more. Last week, remember what I said about the first preseason game? I said it's like me and a friend group 
opened a new board game that none of us had ever played before. And we played a game as you kind of read the directions. You play a learning game where you lay your cards on the table and you're all kind of learning the rules. And we got to the end of the game and we looked around. And we said, OK, I don't I don't know 100 percent what this game is about, but I feel like I got a good grip and I, I want to play again. Yeah, I'm interested in trying that again. I was interested in game two of Jordan Love. I saw that on Saturday. Nothing to make me feel worse. Nothing to make me feel way better, although I really did like that throw to Dobbs. I want to play again. Yeah, let's see another game. They got Seattle coming up this weekend. I think it's noon on Saturday. I will be watching. feel like Jordan Love, I'm very comfortable with who he is and where he is. I don't envision him as the stock that's going to the moon, and I don't think he's going to bust. I think he's middle of the road, and I'm interested to see if he can mix in a couple more of those big-time moneymaker throws 608-321-1670 we can talk brewers sweep we can talk jordan love and the packers and Anders carlson making a couple nice kicks on saturday night as well at lambo we can talk about whatever you want give me a call 608-321-1670 i'm also on twitter at wisco grant if that works better for you wisco sports show back in three minutes this is the wisco sports show with grant bills on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Sports Show. This is the part of the show where the phone calls start rolling in. We go back and forth about uh, whatever dumb thing it is we're going to debate about today. Uh, before we get to the phones, a little Twitter discourse update. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Jeremy and Scotty says, the Packers are cool and all, but have you ever seen the Brewers get 40 hits in three days? That's my kind of tweet. Now, we're going to talk about Jordan Love plenty tonight, but I think if there was a scale like one in a courtroom, you know, the, where the justice is blind and the one side is weighing down the other side. And you were to take what the Packers did this weekend and what the Brewers did this weekend. What the Brewers did this weekend was heavier. I mean, they went into Arlington. They swept the damn Rangers. Now, we're going to talk about Jordan Love plenty, but I don't know that Jordan Love did anything incredible or amazing. He also didn't do anything horrible. So he's got that going for him. But I think what the Brewers did this weekend is more significant. I don't know if that means we talk about it more, but I think it's more significant richie also says they play the twins next thank you richie i should know that because i'm going to the game on wednesday nice some parts of my life are really organized others are not uh he also makes a second good point he says i completely agree with brett and tosa about peralta and burns and woodruff not really getting to go against the dodgers and the braves this year richie also points out that we never saw spencer strider correct but the braves also aren't really known for their pitching, they're known for their offense. So I think the Brewers are coming up on the shorter end of the stick than the Braves. If the Brewers' best pitchers miss the opponent, they're at a massive disadvantage. If the Braves are starting their third guy instead of their first guy, okay, they're still an offensive-driven team. Does that make sense, Richie? I don't know. Trying to make sense of it. There's two sides to every coin. So, yes, if we want to talk about, well, the Brewers didn't have their best guy, chances are there's plenty of uh, chances throughout the year. The opposing team didn't have their best guys either. Clemhead Mike in Chippewa Falls, 608-321-1670. Mike, what's going on? Welcome. Hey, Grant. Nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk with um, you. How was your weekend? It was great. I went to my uh, granddaughter's birthday party Saturday. Nice. She's five years old. She had a bunch of little four- and five-year-old kids running around there. And 
So she didn't have much to do with me, but my three-year-old grandson, he comes running up to me and gives me the biggest hug. He says, Grandpa, I'm going to keep you forever. So, Oh, my. That made my weekend. (laughs) That made my day. Well, did you watch? Did you get a chance to watch the Packers on Saturday? Yes, I did. Um, I was... uh, I was I was pretty happy with it. The thing is, I I, talk, I called a, a national talk show Saturday morning. The mm-hmm. Jack Fritz, he's on CBS Sports Radio. I don't know if you've heard him, but uh, Jack, or he's or Jack, he's. I felt bad for the man. The people that called his show, um, Grant, you need to feel very fortunate because of the whole quality of your callers. Oh, I do. This guy, <laughs> oh my God, you would not believe the people that were calling his show because his his whole shtick that for the first two hours of the show was. The NFC goes to Philadelphia. Okay. Nobody's going to beat Philadelphia. Is as pound and pound and pound Philadelphia. And, I, and people go, why don't you think the Bears have a chance? Or let me tell you something, man. I think Landon's got to be, you know, everybody's going on about their team. And I called them and I said, you know what, Jack? I, I, I agree with you. And as a, you know, Packer <laughs> fan since the 60s, yeah. as a Packer fan since the 60s, I agree. And I'm not going to say the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just, if I will be ecstatic, if, like what you and I, or you've talked about quite a bit, if the Packers show improvement and, yeah. you know, he said, what do you think of the Packers? Ryan up? I said, well, you got some really good looking receivers and some great rookie tight ends and their offensive line is deep and Jordan loves coming on and their defense is looking good on paper. They look like a great defense. He says, sounds like you're talking yourself into the Packers going to the Super Bowl. Said, well, yeah. No, I'll be. I'll be happy if they make it to the seventh playoff spot. I'll be, I'll be thrilled. I'll be totally thrilled. So, yeah, but oh man, you are so lucky to have the callers you have. I mean, I couldn't even listen. I had turned radio off for a while. I couldn't listen to these people. Well, <laughs> you are the company you keep, and and you are not the only uh, Wisco Sports Show caller, Mike. That's gone national the last couple of days. Eric on I ninety was calling CBS Sports Radio last Thursday because his guy Bart Winkler was hosting. So Eric went uh, national too. We're really spreading our wings. We're growing something here. Yeah, you're still the best one, though. Um, but I, what I wanted to talk about more was the Brewers because I got to watch Sunday's game, and I did watch the YouTube channel playoff, the uh, highlights on Saturday. Freddie Peralta showed every strikeout. And I like to talk about things that don't show up in the box score. Um, the catcher, um, oh, geez, I'm having a brain fart. How could I do that? Oh, Contreras? Uh, Contreras, jeez. Um, yeah, Contreras. Um, Freddie found out where the edge of the strike zone was, and he was going like a half inch outside of that. And Contreras was framing those pitches so perfectly. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was dealing a lot of strikes. I mean, it was incredible. I was watching the time called balls. And in these cases, it was they were strikes. And uh, I said, well, we don't, you know, that doesn't show up in the box score, but it's really important. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, he did a great job. I mean, the two of them combined were a great did a great job so little things like that we tend to overlook you look at a lot of guys you look at their batting average and their ops and all that stuff but he did the little things he mm-hmm. does the little things that's he how you get out. you know one or two extra strikeouts a game and who knows if you don't get those strikeouts maybe someone hits a home run maybe that leads to a walk which leads to this which leads to that and what's funny mike is william Contreras wasn't known as the stud defensive catcher coming into this year the brewers got in the lab with him in spring training jonathan lucroy was down there working with them and they turned him or helped him become a much better defensive catcher and look how much he's you know helped this brewers team with moments like you said with freddie peralta the other night and I'm so glad that Lucroy is still with the Brewers. That's that's great. I mean, you, you mentioned that once before, and I was just happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but the one one thing that did bother me is Rowdy Telez, three three walks yesterday. 
and he's you know he's having a day three walks so that's fine and then he's up to up to the plate for the fourth time he's two and one and I said okay Rowdy let's get another walk he swings at two pitches way outside the strike zone I said oh my god you I mean nobody would have swung at those pitches but he I think he felt like he had to try to get a hit or something but he could have had four walks <laughs> well as long as he's he done. you know if he puts together a couple walks and puts together good at bats I'll take that with uh with rowdy telez for now you know it's it's a place to start from mike i got a couple other guys on the phone i I guess they're guys i shouldn't assume but i appreciate you it was nice to hear from you yeah thank you very much talk to you later mike in chippewa falls going national just a day or two after eric on i-90 went national my god now we got to get cone roller national cone welcome to the show how are you today Hey, Grant. Uh, just a great opening call from Mike and Chip Will Falls. You know, he's always just so grateful for the time he spends with his, his you know, nieces and grand grandkids. So really warms the heart on a Monday. Yeah. I thought, I'm not going to lie, I thought you were about to weaponize that into a take that you would throw back in my face. Like, he really loves to spend time with his family, just like Aaron Rodgers likes spending time with new blah, blah, blah in New York, and then you were going to dump on me for one of my Rodgers tweets over the weekend. But I'm glad you were just genuinely complimenting Mike, because I feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And fellow Clem head, so I always appreciate that. But I do want to dump on you a little bit for your Rodgers takes. Listen, Grant. You're in the hot take business. I know you say you're not a hot take artist, but go one way or the other with Aaron Rodgers. You know, don't bury a a negative with a compliment. Just stick your (laughs) chest out there, get off the fence, and make your claim. I don't think it's fair to be like, Aaron Rodgers sucks and I don't like him and everything he does is bad. Why can't I judge every little news and every quote on its own merit? Right, you, you watch Suits, you're a Suits guy. I don't think a prosecutor should decide how he feels about a, a, a plaintiff and then find evidence to make it stick. Either, you know, you are shown evidence and then you decide guilty, not guilty. I can't go about this backwards, Cone. Well, you know, you're you're in the sports radio business. You, you're not a lawyer. You know, you gotta That's true. you gotta make a name. You That's gotta have a take. So you're t- so you're telling me to be more skip bayless. Is that what you're telling me? It's worked out well for him in his career. That's true. Maybe I could use a little bit more Skip Bayless. I do actually have on my rundown tonight, I do want to talk about that Rodgers quote that I tweeted about. And uh, I I don't know. I feel like it adds to what we were talking about with Rodgers last week. I think Rodgers makes football harder than it needs to be. And what he said about Zach Wilson this last week, and I'm like, well, there's another example. So we'll get there. But is that really like, I, I don't know if that's making this season for the Jets any harder. You know, if he just says he wants Zach Wilson to succeed long-term, does that does that impact this season at all? No. I, I really don't think so. Probably not in a crazy way, no. You're right. But, again, I'm in the hot take business, whether I will openly admit it or not. You said it. I, I, I need to, you know, we need some hot takes, so I'm going to bring some hot Rodgers takes. Appreciate it, always. All right. Um, Brewers takes? Game? Or Packer. No, please, yes. I thought it was a solid showing overall. You know, this team, it's. I don't know what to think. You know, you never know what to think in preseason. But, you know, they show solid enough. Um, started off bad with that that errant snap. Uh, good for them for recover. Or I guess they didn't recover it. Zach Tom, actually, yeah. He did not dive on that ball as hard as he should have. Got a question as hard. You but know, you don't want yeah, to pre- get injured. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. All right. All right. That's and fair. then Jordan Love thought he looked kind of what you were saying. You know, he looked great or like, okay. It didn't really change your opinion of him one way or the other. 
Um, would have been really nice to see him hit Dobbs in stride on that deep ball down the sideline. That was really the only the only con I, I found from Jordan Love. Yeah. I mean, if you want to nitpick him a little bit, you can. If you want to make the case that he's going to be awesome and unbelievable and you're like, look at this, I suppose you could. I think you're reaching either way. I think right now he's very middle of the road. He hasn't been a catastrophe. He doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes out of the gate. So we'll see. I don't know. That's that's why I really struggle to have Jordan Love takes, which is why I started with the Brewers in which, you know, we're going to talk about Rodgers in about an hour. That's why I'm talking about the things I'm talking about. Yeah, and then to wrap it up, Brewers, good weekend, great weekend. Uh, Tony in Texas clearly brought some magic to the stadium. Yeah. Um, so good sweep. I still think overall, if we're looking at a 40,000-foot view of this team, they're just going to need to catch lightning in a bottle to make any sort of run in the postseason. And, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but this team, I just don't know if they they have it in them to even bottle up anything, you know, so – yeah. I'm not I'm not expecting a ton in the postseason. I think, you know, maybe first round they go to four games and lose, something like that. But I'll be cheering for them. So but just not too excited for them, I guess. I would as well. And that's fine. That's fair. Appreciate you, Cone. Yep. Have a good one, Grant. Yeah. See you later. Have a have a great start to your week. I appreciate you, Cone. You're in the hot take business. Um I didn't <laughs> I um yeah, I would be okay. I would be okay with if the Brewers make the playoffs, have a good hard-fought series against a quality opponent first round and lose. I feel like that's progress because that's experience for Weimer and Terang and Freelick and Contreras. That that's experience for a young group that needs some experience. The last couple of years, they've been a little bit older. They've been a more veteran-laden team. Postseason experience does nothing for a team like that. You know what I mean? This young team, if they could just get in, it's like the Bucks before Bud got there. Even if you just get into the eighth seed. And get in there in the first round, make some noise, try to win some games, get some experience. That was productive. Now that's not productive anymore for the Bucks. I think we're at the point with the Brewers at the age of their roster and some of their better players, we're hoping, for the next couple of years. I think we're at a spot now where some playoff experience would do them well. One more call, and then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, you're damn right it brought some good karma to the stadium. I figured we were going to hear from you, Tony. How was it? How'd you enjoy the games? Well, you know, what one one game I'm living like a millionaire, the other one I'm living like a like a bum in the euchre seats, and the other game was middle of the road for me. But you know, if you got Scherzer against Hauser, why spend the money, right? Scherzer against Hauser? I mean, that's the that's been the mismatch of the year. Hauser's gotten him twice yeah. now. He's he's beaten him twice. Yeah, so you win that one. That's a good. That's some good. Uh, some mojo work in there for the Brewers. I'm a little bit higher on them than Cone Roller. No I think kidding. they got a little some some. You know, Brett from Tosa making a good point for once, and, and I like for once. Wait, wait a minute. Are you coming at Brett oh, and Tosa? Come on, come on put, put your chest out like Cone said. If you're coming at Brett, let's make it very clear. Oh, Brett, Brett thinks he's the authority on all things Brewers. How old's that guy? Twenty five years old. I think he's older. I don't know. I think he just had a kid. I don't know. Kid. Brett doesn't go past 2000. But anyway. Um, <laughs> well, he's, yeah, not Brett, miss, Brett he's not missing right. much. <laughs> Unless he was around for the early. I mean, you can fast forward 85 to, to 2000. I mean, Brett didn't miss much. Well, half the league doesn't make the playoffs. Otherwise, the Brewers of the 70s and 80s True. would have made the True. playoffs. Plenty of times, Grant. That's very, that's very you know fair. I got to educate you also. So, um, you know, good, good, good series for the Brew crew, though. You know, Cone Roller got to stay on task here. You know, the Brewers are looking good. The Packers can wait for now. I, I think if they can just show that they can compete against these high-end teams, like Brett said, our pitching could just keep it close. And 
I like the way the batters were approaching it. Uh, I know Rowdy, uh, who is that? Mike from Chippewa Falls was complaining about Rowdy, but overall, I mean, I thought the, the at-bats, especially Willie Adamas, he came to play this weekend. Came to hit singles. It starts with singles, I guess. Start with putting the bat on the ball, hitting it to the part of the field that you want to hit it to, and then hopefully the power comes shortly thereafter. I mean, the power's never been the issue with, with Willie Adamas. He'll hit jacks, and I'm like, okay, so you went one for four with a solo shot. What I need is, you know, I need two hits tonight or three hits tonight. I need sometimes more quantity, and even if that means fewer home runs, well, fine. No one on this team really hits home runs. Christian Yelich hasn't hit one yeah. since, I don't know, it's been months. Well, if we play the Rangers in the World Series, we're going to win. And I will yeah. say this, Sal Freelig, in person, he passes the eye test. That yeah. Guy is a player, man. You, you that saw that guy, game-winning catch on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. He is our, our, our Bryce Harper. He, 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 he's not going to put up those numbers, but he's that kind of guy. He's electric. Well, no, uh, you can compare someone to Bryce Harper as long as you don't compare him to Ryan Braun. That's, that's a bridge too far. That's, that's unfair. Bryce Harper, sure. Yeah, that, that is. <laughs> So, yeah, great, great series. Uh, let's keep it going. Yeah. And, you know, the Packers, I didn't watch any of the game, but I will say this. I am optimistic about their young core in the drafts that they've had the last couple of years, especially their position players. I think they're finally growing something with those position players. As always, the defense concerns me, and that remains to be seen. I would say upside, maybe 10, 10 wins, Grant, maybe. Yeah. I think it's 10 wins. The the yeah. highest of upsides around 10 wins, and I think if, if everything goes wrong, unless Jordan Love gets hurt, like everything could go wrong, maybe five wins on the low end. I think somewhere between five and 10, somewhere in that window, yeah. All right, Grant. Well, I wish I was going to Milwaukee. Otherwise, I would, you know, continue that streak going. But nonetheless, I got to stay here in, in uh, 110 Texas. And, uh, you know, go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brew Crew. Go Brewers. Appreciate you, Tony. I'll talk to you on Twitter, I'm All right. sure. All right. Talk to you soon. Tony in Texas had a half-decent Twitter space going last night. A couple of the characters, Lois was out. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 was in there. Cone was in there. I mean, Cone sees I mean, one, of, one of Cone's eyes, I think, is programmed to not miss anything on Twitter. Uh, Tim Shea, who's called the show, was in there. We talked a little Brewers with Tim Shea. It was fun. A good space on Twitter last night, thanks to Tony. And I'm glad Tony enjoyed his time at the games in Arlington this last weekend. Brewers, Packers. Why not both? We can talk about both for the entire show. We can weave in and out of what the Brewers did this weekend and what we saw from Jordan Love. Let's take a three-minute break, five-minute break, nay, five-minute break. We're woefully late for that five-minute break, so let's take it. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you'd like to join the show. You can call as well, 608-321-1670. Brewers swept the Rangers over the weekend. Packers played a preseason game. Jordan Love looked good. I thought he looked good last week, too. Maybe mixed in a throw, that, mm, something there. That's interesting. Haven't seen that yet. That throw to Dobbs down the sideline. That was pretty nice. That throw to Reed for the touchdown. That was a very good throw. I'm not going to jump up and down and act like those are the two best throws I've ever seen a quarterback make. Those are those are good throws, but NFL quarterbacks start every week, have to make good throws like that. I want to see more of this from Jordan Love. Keep making the reads you're supposed to make, taking what the defense gives you, mixing in bigger time throws when you can. Let's not get this twisted. Let's not forget. 
When Jordan Love was drafted, it was for big play ability because he made some of these crazy off-schedule throws in college. And I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes-like because that's unfair to say to any quarterback, and it's, I don't know. That's Cohen says, I, I'm in the hot take business, whether I agree or not. I just don't like, well, it reminds me of Mahomes. Well, you could find any throw from any quarterback ever and say that. Because if someone plays quarterback long enough, even if they stink, they're going to fall ass backwards and, and, and luck into a crazy throw that they, did. they didn't even know what happened. Well, that's Mahomes-like. Well, no, it was a wild throw, right? But Jordan Love did have some really crazy, impressive off-schedule throws at Utah State. It's not like they drafted Mac Jones. Right now, Packers fans the last couple of years were like, well, we just want someone to run the offense. Well, I don't know if that's how Jordan Love was billed coming out of college, but ideally over the last couple of years, that's become his way of thinking. That's what he's going to do for the Packers. But I want to see some of those special throws, and I want to see him try to make some of those special throws because that's kind of the player he was drafted to be. Made a couple of those bigger time throws the other night. All right, I'm interested. I'm excited to see more this weekend. So we could talk about Jordan Love and the Packers. Anders Carlson also had a good night. A lot of turmoil about the kicking situation last week. Maybe Saturday night made you feel a little bit better. And the Brewers, like I swept, uh, said, swept the Rangers, which is probably pound for pound more important than anything that happened in the Packers game on Saturday night. But I'm down to talk about either one. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Oh, this is Mike and Eau Claire. Mike and Eau Claire. What's going on, Mike? Good. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, Glad to hear. I'm gonna swing it. I'm gonna swing it around a little bit. I, I'm sick of. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, and I'm sick of people just oh, anointing the Philadelphia Eagles Ooh. as a guaranteed playoff team. Like I, I'm gonna name six teams right now. New Orleans runs the South, and you got Detroit. Minnesota-ish, and then you got uh, San Francisco, Seattle, and then Dallas. That's six teams. Okay. Only seven. Only seven teams make the playoffs. So then you got Philly and Washington. And if Sam Howell is for real, Washington's going to be fighting them. And then maybe the Rams. Maybe Carolina, and then it's I swing. I'm swinging it back to the Packers. The Packers might have they could take that spot from. Oh yeah, and and it, you know it's so like I, I really don't like how much people are just annoying. Philly is great. They've lost some some pieces here and there. Every team changes every year. And I do love what the I watch the Brewers with my I go to church every Sunday with my grandma, and then I watch the Brewers with her and my uncle. Oh boy! I, man, I love the Brewers. That was so nice to get out the broomsticks against the Rangers on a first place team. I'll be going over there on Tuesday to watch them play the Twins. What uh? What fun. is it? Is it too personal? You don't have to answer this. What church do you go to in Eau Claire? I'm curious. I'm sorry, what did you say? You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm curious as to what church you go to in Eau Claire. I'm a Baptist. Gotcha. Okay. It's, gr- it's Great Grace Baptist Church. I gotcha. It's actually in Halley. It's oh. like a northern northern suburb of Eau Claire. Yep. Nice. Well, that sounds like a very good way to spend your Sunday, and it was extra fun yesterday with the Brewers winning. I want to talk more about Philly because they did lose both coordinators, Mike. Lost offensive and defensive coordinator, and I think people would be wise to look at the Buffalo Bills, who had a 
a very athletic, very raw, kind of unpolished quarterback in Josh Allen, had his best year, and then the offensive coordinator leaves, and he regresses a little bit. Some could say that that's the same thing that's going on in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, and now Shane Steichen is left. If Jalen Hurts regresses just a little bit, Philly is still very good, but they are not all of a sudden head and shoulders above the rest of the NFC like they were last year. I'm with you on that, Mike. You're stealing my secrets. <laughs> and then and then that, uh, that, that quarterback sneak, they always do it on third and one or fourth and one, that quarterback sneak. NFL, there's... 31 other NFL teams that are like, we're going to stop that. Yeah, They've all got film on it that's not going to be as successful. It's going to be successful, but not as successful as it's been. Well, that's the thing. that The Eagles had so much of their success last year tied up in that being a 100% success play, right? If the rest of the it league... Was. Yeah, if the rest of the league, and it's a very schematic league, these defensive coordinators, they're always looking at film, and defensive coordinators always figure out a way, even if it takes a little bit, and it takes the right personnel, they find a way. If that goes from a 100% play to a 65 70% play, well... That's a possession or so every game. That can swing some wins and losses. That might not seem like a big deal, but that's a massive deal, Mike. I, I, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. That's, you're, uh, you're giving me goosebumps because you're the only person who's agreed with me on this. I don't think the Eagles are that great. We're singing the same song. They're good. I love it. They're good, but I'm, I'm not sold. We're uh, a Catholic <laughs> and a Baptist singing in the same choir. We're singing the same song, Mike. <laughs> I was raised a Catholic, went to Baptist. I, any way you can come to, I'm not going to preach on your show, but any way someone comes to God or finds anything they enjoy in life that makes them a better person, that's a good thing. Heck yeah, Mike. Look at the the mics in the Chippewa Valley bringing some very wholesome messaging to the show today. I appreciate it, and I agree, Mike. And I like your Philly take, and if Philly starts uh, slowly this year or they have a bad year, I expect you to call in and take your victory lap because you will have earned it. I hope so. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mike. Have a good night. All right, man. Mike Wait. in Eau Claire. Not Uncle Packer, who is also Mike in Eau Claire, uh, and not Clemhead Mike. He's in Chippewa Falls, and there is a difference. There's a big difference. Chai High, go Cardinals. How did Chai High do this last weekend? I know Memorial beat Lacrosse Logan. That was. Uh, I'm sorry to my Ranger fans out there. No, I, I am a Lacrosse Southsider. I'm a Riverhawks fan. I'm a Central guy, but I'm. I'm not not sympathetic to the the wins and losses of my north side friends and that's no way to lose a football game especially to eau claire memorial and i no disrespect to eau claire memorial my big rivers conference my chippewa valley rivals to my menominee mustangs but that was that was brutal i saw menominee beat rice lake last week did i see that correctly or is that two weeks ago uh, so i don't have these in front of me we gotta get rob reichel back he can go over this with us uh, let's take a call real quick, but we only have about a minute and a half, two minutes. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Vagabond John. Vagabond John. How are you? Good. We can make it quick. Just to follow up. So the first Mike and O'Claire comes on, brags about how awesome the callers on mm-hmm. are on this show. And the second Mike and O'Claire comes on and then tries to convince us that not only are the Eagles not a playoff team, but Carolina and the Commanders. And who else is the Rams are better? What in the world? I don't think he other? said they're not a playoff. He 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 just no, he, he didn't want to hear them anointed. Yeah, I don't know. I do if like his take about the- Washington. Like if Sam Howell is at least average, they got some damn good wide receivers and they have damn good edge rushers. And those are the positions you need. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, injuries have been plaguing that team, and I think that they may have been 
But, you know, Sam Howell's entirely unproven. 100%. Sure. I mean, yeah. look, if uh, if Bryce, Bryce Love, which I think is his name. Did I say, yeah, Bryce, Bryce Young. Love, Young, Jesus. Yeah, you got uh, if, I, if I get that right, then, you know, if he's Patrick Mahomes, then they got a chance, of course, right? But, like, that's a wild take. I don't know. I don't know. You don't think Philly could come back to that? They're going to have a first-place schedule this year. They lost both their coordinators. I, I don't think Mike was saying the chip was going to be in the tank. Or not chip, uh, If Philly. If he would have said oh you wouldn't have liked anointing Philly as the uh, front runners or as NFC champs, sure. But playoffs? We're talking playoffs? They're making the playoffs. Come on. I'm thinking that's what he meant. I could be wrong, and I will probably talk to Mike at some He's more of a seasonal. He's more of a football uh caller how was your gig with red jumpsuit apparatus last friday it was insane uh lead singer said we're one of the favorite local opening bands that he's played with he wore our sticker on stage hell yeah and that was maybe the peak of my life so we got we got some things cooking in ron stepper club right now we got highlighted on a podcast and now people want to hear our music and whatnot so you know it just takes uh one foot in the in the right door, and all of a sudden, people want to talk to you. Yeah, and as Mike in Eau Claire was saying, it just takes one foot out the wrong door, and all of a sudden, the Eagles are fighting for their playoff lives. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize him for that take. I feel like the, hey, I, I don't know. I think take a step back. I, I can buy that. Before, before we get to this woefully late break, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's something that the third string defense for the Packers could scheme well enough to to make the first string offense for the Patriots punt. I don't know what it is. But it's something, and it's getting me a little excited. Have a good night, Vagabond John. Sorry, we can talk. We can talk more at length at some other point this week. I'm sure. I got to run. Oh yeah, for sure. Later. I um, I'm just not going to do the Joe Barry thing. I, I get Vagabond John. Say, Vagabond John, you are in no position from your glass house to throw stones, my friend. You want to chastise Mike for saying the Eagles are going to fall back? You're like the number one Joe Barry fan in the world. You are literally, well, not literally, you are the pot calling the kettle black here with your takes. I guess we can talk about, I, I don't even, I don't have any defensive takes. I, I have none. I, I don't, it's preseason. I don't care. It's Joe Barry's Joe Barry. I mean, we got this figured out. Let's take a three-minute break. Hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show. We'll wrap it up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show got to run here in about 40 seconds. I failed to mention at the top of the show, and I don't know how I missed this. I, I literally don't know how I missed this. If there's one person in the world who's supposed to be on top of this, it's supposed to be me. It's Craig Council's birthday today. Happy birthday, Craig. If you're listening by some act of God, first of all, thanks for listening. You should listen more often, but happy birthday, and just know that you're appreciated. Just know that the job you do with our baseball team, it's appreciated. And congrats on the sweep in Texas. Enjoy the day off. Minnesota tomorrow. Enjoy your your birthday with your family. And also come on the show sometime. Second down five. Tom with the block. Love to the air. Caught. Touchdown. Reed. The rookie. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. A little breaking news. I was going to break this news to Vagabond John, but 
as he said, we were woefully late for a break. I had to go had to get one final break into the hour. Jonathan Taylor has now been given permission to seek a trade per league sources. Other teams are now weighing whether to make an offer to the Colts and what would be fair value. Interesting. That's from Adam Schefter, by the way. Trying to figure out what AFC team would be kick-ass with Jonathan Taylor. Hmm. Patriots? Patriots would be kind of cool. I mean, that would be one sexy, sleek, interesting thing about the Patriots. The Patriots have a lot of guys on their team where if you are starting them in fantasy, your team sucks. I mentioned this last, last week. Like, I remember my worst fantasy teams years ago. I'd always seem to end up with Ted Ginn starting him at, like, the flex or a wide receiver, too. And that's just... You're waving the white towel without waving the white towel then. Or Brandon LaFell, like a spot start when Brandon LaFell was back on the Patriots with the Bengals and they're going against a bad pass defense. You're like, well, you know, if he could just catch four balls and, you know, luck into a touchdown, it's done, man. Your team stinks. The Patriots are loaded with guys like that. Now, the Patriots' best skill position player right now, unfortunately, might also be a running back. So I don't know if Jonathan Taylor really is a shot in the arm that they need. I don't know if there's a team in the NFC. The Cowboys, the Cowboys just got off of a massive running back contract. I don't know. This is what's difficult. This is what's difficult when James Harden demands a trade. And I'm not comparing James Harden and Jonathan Taylor. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying sometimes players become available through a trade demand and you start thinking about which teams might be interested in giving up the farm for the player. And you're like, uh, it's a short list or it's a list that, I can't think of anyone. I don't know which team would go all in to pursue Jonathan Taylor right now. Bears might be kind of interesting. They got a lot of money. They got draft picks. Bears would be interesting. Although I don't really know if that would be smart, frugal, slow team building. And Ryan Poles has shown that he's really going, you know, two, three years out into the future. He got to town. They traded Khalil Mack, you know, traded all these great players. Built very slowly, acquired draft capital, saved cap space until this last offseason. He's been very frugal, and I think wisely so. I don't know if then turning around and and spending all of this draft capital only to turn around and spend money on Jonathan Taylor would make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Be fun, though, for Bears fans. It'd be really fun. Pair him with DJ Moore and Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon. I mean, imagine Robert Tunyon and... Jonathan Taylor together. My my God. I don't know. I don't know. Which NFL team should trade for Jonathan Taylor? Who would be the most fun? Pittsburgh would be kind of cool. I don't know. That'd be interesting. You could use a little zest, a little life in a tough division with a great head coach and some young developing wide receivers like George Pickett. That'd be pretty fun. I don't know. Who should trade for Jonathan Taylor? What would be the most fun? I guess if you have an opinion on that, I'd love to take your call. 608 321 1670 I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. More likely, you probably have takes about the Brewers sweeping the Rangers over the weekend or what you saw from Jordan Love. I mean, Anders Carlson, we have a trend now. Anders Carlson struggles in practice, right? Has some bad misses, some ugly misses in practice, and then gets to family night when he's actually kicking like it's the real thing in the stadium with fans in the stands under the lights. Looks really good. Hmm, interesting. I don't remember what he did last week in the preseason, but I... Don't remember it being horrible. I know he missed a couple extra points, but the Packers also scored a bunch of touchdowns. Like, if you score five or six touchdowns, chances are your kicker, especially if they're a rookie, going to miss an extra point or two. I don't really hold that against him. And then made a 50-plus yarder the other night. 
handled his business with extra points, including one that was moved back because of a penalty. Again, I am not the world's biggest Anders Carlson fan. I don't mean to make it sound like he's my guy, but I know how this works. And Cone Roller, who, who called in and said, Grant, you're not in the hot take business, or you are in the hot take business. Don't pretend that you're not in the hot take business. You are. Cone is correct, and I also know this business well enough where if I defend Anders Carlson and say, no, they shouldn't go get Mason Crosby, they shouldn't bring in any competition, they shouldn't acquire a veteran, then Anders Carlson becomes my guy. Whether I, I ever you know, took ownership of him as my guy or not, that's how it works. Just like that's how it works with Rashawn Gary. You know, three years ago, two years ago, everyone's like, Rashawn Gary? Defensive player of the year? Right, top five pass rusher in the league? Put some respect on Rashawn Gary's name. And I'm like, hey, that all sounds great. And that could totally happen. But it hasn't happened yet. And I'm tired of just assigning to Rashawn Gary that he's going to be this unbelievable edge rusher number one and best defensive player on a defense that's any good. We haven't seen it yet. I'm sorry. I was just hoping to see it before now. He was a top 12 pick. Okay, and sorry I said that. It's like, well, Grant hates Rashawn Gary. No, I don't. I just I just want to be accurate. I just want to be specific, and I want to be accurate, and I want to be intentional about the way the Packers are building their team and the way that we as fans and as callers and talkers on Sports Talk Radio, the way that we evaluate some of these players. Anders Carlson does not need to be perfect in training camp. Maybe it's better that he's not, you know? Maybe it's better that he's getting misses out of his system and then he can go back and look at the practice tape and evaluate what he's doing with Rich Bisaccia, come back in another day of training camp, kick, try this, try that, work through some things. And then what do you know? In the game, he actually looks pretty good. I am not pooping my pants over this kicking situation. And I said this last week, and I'm going to stand by it. I know this isn't popular, and a lot of people aren't like this. If the kicker, Anders Carlson, costs them a game or two this year, whatever, whatever, I will get over it, and the Packers will get over it too because then they'll have better draft picks. And this is a figure-it-out year anyway, so figure out your kicker. And if that means he struggles a little bit in year one, I don't care. We finally, Packers fans, you've been dying for reset expectations and you've been dying to start over and to get out from Aaron Rodgers and to reset the salary cap and to get some more draft compensation. Okay, but this is what that looks like. This is what so many Packers fans have been asking for. A reset of expectations means we no longer operate under a Super Bowl or bust mentality. We don't need to, to rush out to the free agent veteran market to sign the, the guy to replace the guy or to give competition to the guy who's struggling. We can let him struggle. We can let him grow. We can let him develop. This is what we've wanted. So everyone take a deep breath about Mason Crosby. I think Anders Carlson is going to be fine. Just let it breathe a little bit. Don't panic. 608 321 1670, welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's Corey on a Marshall. Corey and Marshall, I heard you call Ebo this morning. It was an excellent yep. call. You made some great points. I try to do what I can. So is that a Freudian slip when you said everybody calmed down about Mason Crosby, or are you saying everybody should calm down about Anders Carlson? Did I say Mason Crosby? Everyone should calm down about Mason Crosby, too, and let him live his retired life if that's what he wants to be. Well, if he wants to stay retired, I, let him be. I was going to mention that the Ebo is funny, but I forgot is that. So we possibly need to do a wellness check on Saturday night on Robbie Rachel because he's been calling for the corpse of Mason Crosley that he brought back like two weeks ago after the guy missed like one extra point. In God, <laughs> stop it. Stop he, uh, he wants all his buddies back on the team to, uh, I don't know, then he can, when the guy's missing 40-yard field goals five times like he did at Detroit, then we could all wring our hands about that. Well, look, look at it this way. And I think Rob would understand this. Yeah. And by the way, stock up. 
up, up, up on Rob Reich right now. I'm buying so much stock into Rob Reich. I love him as a guest, and I should ask him more often. But then, I, you know, I don't want to annoy him. I, I want it to be special when he comes on. So that I'll figure that out. But um, at some point, Corey, we're going to have to get over Mason Crosby and develop our kicker of the future. That can either happen now or we can postpone that until next year. Or the, It's like getting wisdom teeth pulled. We can put it off, but it's probably going to become less convenient and more complicated and more painful as we get older. So that's why we do it in high school, college. This is the perfect year to develop and take our lumps of the young kickers. So I just want them to do that. Yeah, and as you've noted, you'd be postponing the inevitable for a relatively possibly average football team. Yeah. Um, I'm... So, yeah, I agree with you. They, they, could go, they could go 9 and 8 or 10 and 7, and I think we'd consider that a success, depending on how yeah, Jordan Love looked. And they might miss the playoffs. And we're like, okay, yeah. we just had a great That's rebuilding great. year. Why did we also not yeah. use this year? We're not making the playoffs yeah. anyways. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just develop yeah, your kicker of the I future. Agree. Get it over with. I think with Taylor, so I was trying to run through my mind of like, okay, teams that actually utilize their running back that like just have a mid guy in there that you wouldn't really want to draft in fantasy like in the first round. Yeah. Pittsburgh's got Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and as a fantasy owner Najee Harris I'm predisposed but I'm probably dropping anyways but like what about Miami or like New Orleans? Because New Orleans is going to be without Tamara um, for like the first four games of the year or like in Miami I don't know. What's that Miami do they, do they use like um, oh, what's his name? More like a running back, the guy that came from Kansas City. Uh, Terry Kill? I mean, no, he's yeah. he's an honest-to-goodness wide receiver. I think, you know, there, there are, there are I, I don't know. It, what is a team trying but to accomplish when trading for Jonathan Taylor? Is yeah. it the final piece? Because then maybe, like, yep. the Bills. Think of the Bills. The Bills cannot get a running game to save their life. Maybe they're like, that's the last thing we need. I don't know. He doesn't catch passes, but Josh uh, Josh Allen doesn't throw checkdowns, so maybe that's a good fit. I I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to piece this together and trying to figure out what team makes sense for Jonathan Taylor, and I'm struggling, as you can tell. I'm well, sure. He's without Dalvin Cook. You saying the Vikings? Am I losing you, Corey? He's got rid of Dalvin Cook. Oh. right. Yep. I don't know who their backup is because I don't really keep track of them too much. Well, even Detroit, I mean, because they got rid of Jamal Williams, and like they think they're going to be the next big thing. Paying There's no random names, we're at that stage of the season. Yeah, <laughs> paying running backs is not smart for most teams. I don't think it's never a good idea. I think most of the time it doesn't make sense, especially teams that are you know trying for two, three year window. Like the Bears are trying to start their window. And the Steelers and some of these other teams that are kind of on the come up with a young quarterback, they're trying to open their window and keep it open. And then there are teams like the Bills who maybe feel their current window closing or the Jets who know they have a very short window. Maybe it makes sense for more of an all-in team to make a deal like this. So I'm trying to think of all-in teams of the Jets and the Bills, and they're in the same division. So that would be a little clunky and awkward. Same conference. I think Detroit would be an interesting possibility personally, but yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I forget how old. Do you know how old Jonathan Taylor is? Is he like 25? Um, I can Google it. Um, but he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't got his first contract yet. So, I, like, I don't think Jonathan Taylor's about to fall off some cliff. He's he's 24. Um, but he's going to be expensive, and that's that's tough for a team to give up a haul of picks only to then need to turn around and also pay the guy. Like, it's hurting in two different ways when that happens. You know what I mean? 
because he's going to want a new contract because that's why he's of course to that trade in the first mm. place. Well, it'll be an interesting thing to watch develop over the next few weeks. You're darn right so, it will be. Appreciate you, Corey. Nice to hear right. from you. Have fun at the game on Wednesday. Thank Talk you. To you later. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. to go to the Brewer game on Wednesday. Talk to you later, Corey. Thanks. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's 24, and I don't think he's about to fall off some cliff. Like, I think Dalvin Cook has, has maybe not fallen off the cliff. He's like Indiana Jones in the last crusade when the tank goes over the edge, and he, like, somehow managed to jump off the tank and grab the cliff. And like he didn't fall off, but he was hanging there. And he managed to climb his way up. That's kind of where Dalvin Cook is on the cliff. I think Dalvin Cook is is alive. I don't think he fell off the cliff. He's he's hanging to the edge of the cliff, and I, I think he'll be useful, but I don't think he'll really be elite. Like I don't think he'll have that elite speed. I don't think he'll have that elite strength or explosion. I think he'll just be fine, which the Jets might only need fine, right? But everyone else is trying to tell me that you know Dalvin Cook is this elite back and makes him a super team. Maybe not everyone else is saying that. Maybe I'm making up a straw man so I can make an argument. I don't know. This is why I need more hot takes. Or so says so says Cone Roller. I don't know. I think Jonathan Taylor will be fine throughout this contract. He's an unbelievable athlete. It doesn't look like he's slowing down. He had an ankle last year. I don't think this contract will be the bad one. It's just most teams are really adverse to paying big deals like this to non-premium positions. Linebackers, interior linemen, uh, running backs, safeties. I don't know. It's tough to give up a bunch of picks for a guy and then need to immediately turn around and pay him. Right? Because then, well, then you would just wait for him in free agency. That's the NBA model. It used to be the NBA model. Now there's never free agents in the NBA because players just request a trade whenever they want to move. It doesn't really matter what their contract is. 608 Three two one sixteen seventy. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Ridge Runner Mark. Did I get through? Ridge Runner Mark, how you doing, Mark? Good. I just called you like five minutes ago, and apparently I picked up at the same time as Corey, and I got to listen to his conversation. It was interesting again. So my phone's weird, or something's goofy going on. Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. No, I think you. I think you were just on. I think you were on hold right behind him. I'm glad you called back because I was wanting to get to you. wanted to move on from Rodgers, and, and I, I think part of it, the challenge is, too, is everybody is saying that, but they're still in this heightened stress mode of, we got to win right now. We only have a small window. We got to win right now. They're still subconsciously stuck in that mode, which is why everybody's panicking about the kicker. Yeah. Because yeah. as much as they realize this is a rebuild, we got to almost throw this year away, they're still, their body hasn't quite adjusted to, oh, God, we only have so many years left. Yeah. With a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And, and they just need, it might take a year for us to kind of flush our systems, really. So, if you think about it. Packers fans are like, right now, they're like uh, that, that character in the Hallmark movie who goes back to the hometown for Christmas time and they have a hard time unplugging. They're like checking emails and, and they're like, Oh no, I got to get back to the big city. And I got to, Oh, I have so much work piling up and emails. And I'm, and I am trying to be the hunky hometown guy in the flannel. Who's like, "Mm -mm, no, 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 let's unwind. Come to the, the pancake breakfast down the street at the relax, unplug. I'm I'm telling you guys, this is what we've wanted, right? Mark, this is what we've been craving. Reset expectations. I want off of this ride of super bowl expectations and super, 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 super disappointment. 
We're out. We don't have to worry about kicker anymore. We have time to develop this guy. We have time to develop Lucas Van Ness. Ease back. Stop checking your email and, and relax a little bit, Packers fans. This is this is what we've been craving. Yeah, and, and on top of that, when they do have success, you know, every win this year mm-hmm. is going to feel a little bit sweeter Yes, because no one, including the league, is really expecting it. Yes. And we yes. aren't expecting it because we don't have Rodgers. We don't have that security blanket of, well, if we're down 21 to nothing, we've got a chance. Oh, we've only got 30 seconds left. Well, with Rodgers, oh, he can make that, and he's done it, 37 seconds, and he can still get down the field for a field goal. But this year we know we don't have it. But when we have that success, it's going to feel just a little bit better. Even if we don't make the playoffs, even if we don't, even if we have a losing overall record, each win, each success is going to feel that much better because it's almost new again. Well, Does that make sense? Well, and I don't want to speak for you, Mark, but I, I feel this way, and I bet a lot of Packers fans do as well. The last couple of years, it felt like every time the Packers won a regular season game, I was happy, but I was happy because they didn't lose. And I'm like, a relief, right? Like they didn't lose to a lesser Pittsburgh team. They didn't lose to a lesser Washington team. Now going forward, they might not win as many games. Well, they almost certainly won't win as many games this year. And they might, you know, they might suck for 20 years. Who knows? But now when the Packers win, I will get to celebrate because I'm excited that they won. I won't get to sit back and sigh of uh, a relief because they didn't lose. I think that's going to be a big difference this year, too. My heart was ripped out when we bleepin' lost to bleepin' Tom bleepin' Brady in Tampa Bay at home. Yeah. Or even further back, when each time we lost to Eli Manning in the playoffs, one with Favre, one with Rodgers, it wasn't the fact that we lost. We lost to him. Oh, my God. That team, was he is not a good quarterback, and we lost to him. So, yeah, you're right. 100%. We don't have to worry about that because no one expects us to. So, yeah, that's. That's going to be huge. Preach, Mark. You're preaching, friend. I appreciate the call. We'll talk more soon. Later. Ridge runner, Mark. Yeah, those are some good points about resetting expectations. Packers fans, for two, three years, a lot of us have been saying, not everybody, but a lot of us have been saying, we're not getting there. We're not getting it done. We're not getting back to another Super Bowl. Let's do something else. Let's do something else. You know, the definition of insanity is, you know, you know, it's trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Don't know if you've ever heard that one before. The Packers fans, we've wanted a reset of expectations. We have it. We've been given it. Learn to take yes for an answer. We can now take time to develop a kicker, and we don't need to go out to get a veteran at this or that position. Breathe. Breathe. Faith Hill sang the song, Just Breathe, right? We were talking about Faith Hill and Tim McGraw with, uh, with Bill Michaels the other day. Just breathe. Bill has nothing against Faith Hill, just not a big Tim McGraw guy. Uh, for listeners of both programs, you know what I'm talking about. 608-321-1670. One more call, then we'll take our break. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess when you put it that way. Uh, No, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. I guess that's a good point. Oh, you got to go. Okay. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Wow, that was cutting edge. I hadn't thought of it that way. That was... Hmm. And something to think about over this break. Let's take three minutes. We'll continue the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 
My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you listening. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I saw this morning on Twitter that Lamar Odom was getting dragged on Twitter for the size of his TV. He tweeted a picture, you know, go USA basketball, which, by the way, that game was awesome. And the USA basketball team is dope. It's Halliburton and Anthony Edwards, and I I love it. I love the team. It's fun. It's all the young guys. It's great. And Lamar Odom tweeting a picture of support. People were dragging him about the size of his TV. Now I can think of one thing that Lamar Odom and I have in common. I have not uh, been in relations with the Kardashian. I haven't played in the NBA. I haven't... Um, on crack but i have been mocked on social media for the size of my tv the size of a man's tv is his business and his business only so i stand with lamar odom i just like to publicly say that before we continue the show 608-321-1670 welcome to the wisco sports show who's this hey grand it's denny from holman denny and holman denny how are you son of a gun good and i gotta tell you i'm raising the white flag because of you Oh, on what white flag is that? Well, the Jordan Love. Uh, I was against all the while, and uh, Anderson uh, Carlson too. I listened to you, and you know, like I said, he he looked pretty decent this week, and um, I'm just a little bit concerned with Love when he gets underneath, you know, the the real live defenses and stuff that'll try to scheme against him and stuff, you know, um, if he's going to be able to, you know, take the heat and stuff. But, you know, like I said, he, he had a pretty decent game this week. Yeah. I wish we could have finished it because I think we could have ended up on the winning end of it. But uh, I do realize, you know, with the uh, severity of the uh, Patriot player getting hurt, that it was probably better not to finish it. Yeah, and both of the coaches, I mean, those coaches were probably dying for an excuse to end that game early. You know what I mean? Make it right. out there without getting other guy, any other guys um, injured. Right. Jordan Love's been protected the last two games. Right. He hasn't been pressured yep. a lot. He's been kept pretty clean. But also, and I, I could be wrong, maybe I'd have to go back and, and watch with this in mind, he's getting the ball out pretty quickly. So when I watch Cowherd today, and Cowherd's like, well, of course Jordan Love's look fine. You know, Packers have great offensive lines. He's been protected. Oh, part of that is the quarterback. The quarterback getting the ball out when it needs to come out and not lollygagging back there in the pocket. So part of that is the offense. Part of that's Jordan Love as well. Definitely. I mean, he missed a couple open guys again, but what quarterback isn't going to do that? You yeah, know? Right. I mean, what we, we, we all have bad days at work. And, you know, you know what? Here and make I like, safe. I liked your comment. Well, maybe the Packers will suck for the next 20 years. Maybe. I don't know. You know? Not a fortune yeah. teller. Maybe they will. Yeah, you don't know. But, I mean, but you know, Denny, like I said, if they do yeah. suck for the next 20 years, it's not going to be because Jordan Love is bad. If Jordan Love is bad, the Packers are going to have plenty of other chances to draft other quarterbacks and, and get other players. Missing on one quarterback out of Aaron Rodgers does not doom your team for the next 20 or 30 years, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing, too, uh, Crosby, I think, is going to sign with Cleveland the way it's owned today. Oh, what, what were you hearing? Were you hearing rumors? Were you hearing yeah, chatter? Yeah, they're they're fed up with their field goal kicker missing kicks and stuff so they said that they were going to have him in the camp i guess interesting if would you do it if yeah. you were crosby or would you retire you could probably make i don't know two three million bucks one more go round. I, I think you know i think i'd retire if i were crosby but okay. you know there's uh isn't uh oh the bears old bears field goal kicker isn't he still available yet too 
He hasn't signed nobody that he kicked for San Francisco. Robbie last. Gold? Yeah, four years. Yeah, Robbie. That guy sucks. You know, I don't like that guy. He's eliminated no, us from the playoffs I, one too many times. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, and I agree with you what you said, too. And, you know, I guess with Rodgers goes the old fourth and 26 and all the other plays that we thought we should have, could have, maybe would have made, you know, that so-and-so was wide open and you didn't see him, you know, and, and it's just for a whole new regime, you know. I get you. I get you. I do. It makes sense, Danny. I got to take a break uh, here in a couple okay. minutes, and I got another call or two I want to get to, so I'm going to let you go. Appreciate right. you. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Danny. It's Danny and Holman, 608-321-1670. A couple more quick calls here before we move along. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Mike and Eau Claire. Mike and Eau Claire. We got Mike and Chippewa. We got both the Mikes and Eau Claire. This is a, a tremendous day, Mike. I just want, man, I love Vagabond John, dude. Like, I'm... I'm not, I wasn't saying that I'm betting my life that Philadelphia doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. I was just saying that I, there there was a trend, after the Bills in the early 90s, there was a long trend of Super Bowl losers that didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. It's happened as recently as Atlanta. Atlanta should have beat New England. Damn straight. But they lost, and they didn't make the playoffs next. It, I just I just see a regression. And I, I know Vagabond, Vagabond John was lost. He, he, he was, like, losing his mind over it, it seems. Like, I'm like, no, dude. No, man. It's just a, a $100 bet. You know? No, that makes sense. I'm, I'm glad you called in to defend yourself because I, I thought we were on the same page and I, I, I figured we were. You weren't saying that the Eagles are going to miss the playoffs, but they could take a step back and maybe that results in them missing the playoffs or being a lower seed than, pop, than people think. I was saying it's possible. Well, yeah, it's, and how many years has it been possible, since the same you know, team won the NFC East back-to-back years? The Eagles are now fighting against that, too. Never. It's been forever, yes. All so right. I'll leave it at that, but... Go Pack Go, man. Go Pack Go. I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, screw Vagabond John trying to twist your words. Vagabond John, real politician behavior. One more call. We'll take a break. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? This is Daniel from Toma. Daniel in Toma. Now, Daniel, what the heck? You call Bill Michaels a lot, but you never call this show. Why is that? I have called you a couple times. Eh, It's been a while, though. All right. It is. I haven't been on the radio that much. I haven't even called Bill lately. But I had some, I guess my, the Packers looked better than I thought they would, but I think the defense was going to make them or break them. But you said that Packer fans wanted a restart. I think that is a wrong comment. We did not want to be losers of the 70s and 80s. You weren't involved in the 70s and 80s. This is true. Every year we wish we would win. Bart Starr was our star, and then we drafted quarterback after quarterback trying to get something going and we could never do it we we had failures we had people we had a clark from 1982 he even told bart star do not draft me i'm not coming he drafted him anyways he didn't come green bay was the worst place to play but it was the hardest but we had the best fans but the worst i guess uh, as player wise nobody wanted to come here 
In fact, teams used to threaten their players. If you don't act up, we're trading you to Green Bay. Wow. <laughs> That's how it was back in the 80s and the 70s. And that is the statements from other coaches saying that's what they used to use green bay as a threat play better or we're sending to the green bay i mean we don't want to restart we want i mean i think personally that it was a sabotage because i think Grugerich wanted rogers gone maybe attitude problems we don't know what happened behind his doors you don't know what happened i feel like i have some idea. don't you think you have a hunch daniel like it probably well, he wasn't drafting anybody really. Got, he was making it enough to make us a winner, but not making it enough to get over the top. Sure. He, there were times they could have done a lot better than they did, this and that. And it may be, you know, just enough to say, you know, I'm going to make you happy, but I'm not going to make the fans all happy. Come on. We could have uh, brought in better players. I'm some, not saying everybody, but they're all saying he has all these receivers in here. And all saying, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because I really remember I predicted 0-16 this year. But I'm, you did. I might have to change that to we'll have more wins than I thought. If if they play what I've seen, there's some good players that are on that team, but they're young. But remember I said the reason we'd probably lose is love will fumble, and that ball went right on by them, and that's what I feel that we're going to have here in the season. But little mistakes like that is what's going to cost us the game. That's just my opinion. No, and then I think, that. but I think we got a good defense that might keep us in. I remember Baltimore; they had a terrible quarterback, but Baltimore went to the Super Bowl and won with the quarterback out of Tampa Bay. They couldn't win nothing in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that cue ball, Trent Dilfer. There you go. You know who I'm talking. No, about. I do. I I'm I'm that. smelling what you're putting down, Daniel. I, I am. I am. But I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but, you know, there has been teams that are young enough to make it to at least to the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs, but if they don't make mistakes, they can make it to the playoffs. But if they, but Minnesota, and you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, Minnesota is not happy with their running back. Well, no. I mean, and Dalvin I Cook would still be on this team if he wasn't making so much money. The, their problem wasn't with Dalvin Cook. It was with the money that he was making. They felt like they needed right. to move off and, and get a little cheaper. But they, they were – I listened to a sports station over there mm-hmm. on that Minnesota station, and they said they're very mm-hmm. disappointed with the running back that they have. Not saying I want him over there, but that would be a team that would probably go after him if his price is right. Interesting. Well, we'll watch, Daniel. We'll talk again, I'm sure. I don't mean to speak for all Packers fans, just some. I feel like some some want to reset. Obviously, but not, I think not most of you that called your show about the reset were – Chicago Bears, Detroit Tigers, oh. and Minnesota Vikings fans. Because they were sabotaging ever the fans to say, hey, they're <laughs> terrible, they're terrible. Because they wanted us to lose our quarterback because that's the only way they can win. Who's the only team that had a steady quarterback for how many years? And now the teams, they've been switching quarterbacks faster than uh, than my granddaughter's um, goes in her diaper. You know what I'm saying? They switch quarterbacks that fast. How many quarterbacks have been in Chicago? 26? Yeah, yeah, somewhere <laughs> up there, Danny. I gotta, I gotta take a break. I appreciate you. We'll, we'll talk again. Okay? No problem. Bye bye. All right, dynamite drop in. Daniel and Toma, frequenter of the Bill Michaels show. You get a kick out of that guy. Not everybody. Not everyone was wanting a reset. I get it, but I think a lot of fans were. And if not two years ago or a year ago, I think in the last couple of months, fans were like, "It's, it's time. Let's, let's get this over with. Let's reset things for sure." Dynamite drop in, Daniel. Appreciate you. Five minutes, and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Nice year from Daniel and Toma. Him and Ben Kenny had quite the friendship, I know. Daniel calls Bill Michaels' show a lot. Ben, naturally, on the receiving end of a lot of those calls over the last couple of years. Nice to have Daniel dropping in. Dynamite drop in, Daniel. In the 70s and the 80s. Uh, if we end up back in the 70s and the 80s and the Packers sting for 20 years, it's not going to be because they drafted Jordan Love and let Aaron Rodgers go. You need to do a million things wrong to suck for 20-plus years. And we can't look at one decision point. No, this is the beginning of the... Okay, well, well, then the Packers are inept. And Mark Murphy doesn't have a good succession plan for who's taking over. And Brian Gutekinds doesn't know what he's doing. That's not about Jordan Love. That's about a lot of bigger things, a lot of bigger picture things. Brewers had an awesome weekend as well, and I don't want to lose that. I don't want to look over what our boys in Brew did. They swept the Rangers in Texas after getting swept by the Dodgers. What the hell? Freddie Peralta was unbelievable on Saturday. He continues to be unbelievable. He's got 50 strikeouts in his last five starts. That's unbelievable. Freddie has really dialed it in since the All-Star break. I've said for months, guy's got to pitch angry. He has some of the nastiest stuff in the league. He might have the nastiest stuff of any of the Brewers starters. Stop playing slap and tickle and just go after guys. And every once in a while, okay, someone will hit a home run. Well, don't let there be guys on base. Don't walk a bunch of guys. Don't waste time. Just attack hitters. That's what he's doing. And he's racking up strikeouts. He's pitching more efficiently. He's covering more innings. It's been so much fun to watch. Freddie Peralta has been a joy to watch. Brandon Woodruff is coming back. Brandon Woodruff just walked back into this team Given five, six innings, maybe a couple runs, but just coming back and being a sturdy outgetter that can help slide into this rotation and help get quality starts, help the team win. He's been really impressive as well. Adrian Hauser's now 2-0 and against Max Scherzer. We live in bizarro world. Brett Sintosa, 608-321-1670. What's up, Brett? Welcome. Hey, Grant. Yeah, the this last week is kind of the, the definition of a baseball season, right? Look, yeah. The ups and downs, you go to L.A., you get your, your teeth knocked in, and then you go to Texas and beat one of the I – think, I think they might be the best home team in baseball. Um, I, you know, and I think the other thing is is the whole fights out of the apple in the playoff philosophy. And I don't – Grant, I don't mean to be the guy that calls in after the sweep. You know, I didn't – I didn't call up, I didn't call in after the Dodgers series, so I didn't I don't mean to call in no, after you're things good. go right and, and tell you you're wrong. However, I think on paper I would I would agree with you in that you have added more teams to the playoffs and you know, now if you're say the a wild card team, there's it doesn't take one win to, to get to the next round. Now you gotta win two out of three. Yeah. But I think so on paper you, you might be right, but the Phillies kind of debunked that myth um last year. And you can you can say, well, look at look at all the the studs the Phillies have on there. That is what but, I was going to say. So c- continue. I don't, now I don't have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> they have one. They had one of the worst bullpens in baseball last sure. year. Sure. And I, I know they had a few good guys in there, but they got to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, some guys that that struggled in the in the regular season turned it on. They got hot. They made it to the World Series, and that's all it takes. I mean, Willie Adamas and Ruddy. Telez have been awful all year long. Yes, they have. You can't, you're telling me they can't get hot in October? They can. And I, I think the Reds, I think it also depends on how you're set up, right? Like the Reds have a bad pitching staff. 
it's much easier for a bad offense to get hot in in a in a span of a month than a bad pitching staff. And the Reds, I don't think they got any chance. But when you're sure. when you're constructed like the Brewers are, and you have three aces, I still think that bites out of the apple is 100% open for this team. And if their offense just gets hot for a little bit, and it doesn't need to be lights out, they can be an average offense and pitch and play defense like they have all year. They're going to have a chance. I'm curious. What, why do you think the Braves are so great? I, I look at guys like I, I was thinking about their run a couple of years ago, and you said it's easier for an offense, a below average offense to get hot than uh, a pitching staff that's not so great to pitch really well. I thought of Eddie Rosario right away. Like a guy I have, some of my best friends are Twins fans. Eddie Rosario drove him up a wall, and and now he's been a productive player. What do you think it is about the Braves? What do they do with their guys? What is it that they got going on down there where everyone they put in their lineup seems to just hit the tar out of the ball, and the Brewers can't get their, their supposed-to-be-superstar shortstop to even play average baseball? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, they... They have studs at the top, right? I mean, they've got Matt Olson, Acuna, um, Austin Riley. I mean, they, they have studs, so that's number one. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Eddie Rosario, I mean, Jorge Soler, uh, your guy, Orlando Arcee. I mean, they've also done a great job of bringing in the no-namers and the guys that have struggled in years past and and and, and getting them to produce. So I, I don't know what it is, but, I mean, they, they do have – I mean, Michael Harris is – is a stud hitting ninth in that order. I mean, they, they've got studs all the way around and they've, they've done a great job at developing talent and then obviously signing it long-term. Um, but I mean, even the Braves, I mean, it, once you get in the playoffs, it, things can happen. And I, I, the Brewers have played what, like 10 games. I want to say it's against the, the Dodgers. And there was one other team that, that Bruce fans always want to bring up. It, it's, it's, it's blanking me right now, but it could be the Padres. We love bringing up the Padres. Yeah, there, there's one other. Yeah, there's whatever it is. There's there's been ten games that they've really struggled this year. But the playoff pitchers, the Burns, Woody, and Peralta, have only pitched three of those games. And yeah. even in the NLDS this year, how the schedule set up, I'm I love Wade Miley, and I I'm fully comfortable with Wade Miley pitching the playoffs. Agreed. But with how the off days are set up, you don't even need Wade Wade Miley until the NLCS. So. I think the postseason is set up perfectly for the Brewers. We still got to get there. The Cubs are are still going to be a struggle here down the road, but um, this this team has what it takes. It, it just does. Hey, are you going to be at the ballpark on Wednesday? I'm going to my first Brewer game of the year. Yeah, not Wednesday. I, I'm yeah. coming down. I'm changing plans. I'm coming down Friday to see CC, and I'm I'm already scheduling that last week of of September to get there as many games as possible. That, see that division title get clinched because I, I'm worried about the Cubs. I'm not saying it's over, but I fully expect this team to win the division and and be playing in that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right after the season in a best of three series. I do too. I mean, they, they've kept the rest of the division at arm's length for months now. The hardest part is over, and they've done this the last couple of months without a healthy rotation and with Willie Adamas and Rowdy Telez giving them zero. So if there ever was a time for them to start actually playing their best ball and, and to put some distance between number one and whoever's behind them, now should be the time. I'm I'm weirdly, bizarrely confident about the Brewers winning this division. Easy to say after they just go sweep the Rangers. I, I know. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah, and, I, and listen, not much has changed, right? Like they're, they're still hard to watch at times, and their offense, even though the last month and a half, their offense truly has been decent and has been league average. They're, they're still hard to watch, and that probably is not going to change. However, 
you put me in a playoff series of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. I mean, we just saw that. I mean, yeah, we lost to the Dodgers, but Burns shot him out for seven innings. You you put me in that series, and you let Craig Council manage against all these Bats. other subpar managers Bats. with a, with a good bullpen. Uh, I'll take my chances any any day of the week. Well, I'll take my chances now. You've sold me, and happy birthday, Craig Council. Happy birthday. Celebrate on your off day, and then let's go kick some twins' ass tomorrow and Wednesday. Appreciate you, Brett. Thanks for the call. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Brett in Tosa. Yeah, Brett, I can't quit Brett. He'll talk me into this every time. It's not that I was out last Thursday and last Friday, but it's like, man, we can't hang with the Braves. We can't hang with the Dodgers. Well, it helps to have Peralta and, and I guess Adrian Hauser pitching as well. What has gotten into Adrian Hauser? As Adam McKelvey used to say about Matt Albers, uh, Adrian Hauser in his last two starts has stepped into a big bucket of sassy. He's 2-0 against Scherzer. He looked unbelievable against the Dodgers last Tuesday. Not that it mattered. They lost by, what, four or five runs? But he was pounding the corners. That sinker was working, getting ground balls. What, what world did I wake up in this weekend where Adrian Hauser is a starter that I'm enjoying watching? Respectfully, Adrian Hauser, if you're listening. Three minutes. Take one last break. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. No one tell Cone. He'll be bummed out, but uh, I'm going to have to save my Aaron Rodgers hot take for tomorrow. Uh, we're not woefully late for a break. We just only have a couple minutes left of the show. So we'll get to my Rodgers hot take tomorrow. Cone reminding me I'm in the hot take business, and maybe I needed that reminder. Now, I'm not a betting man, but I would be willing to bet a couple of dollars that this is Eric on a 90. Eric, is that you? Dick Briscoe from Babcock. Even better. <laughs> We're not putting up with any reset button at all. Oh my God. We got to get rid of this kicker, Anderson Carlson. What's wrong with that? He's got two last names, and they're both Norwegian. This guy's got to go. Reset button. I remember the last reset we did was 1970. All right? Look at that and worked it was out. Lynn Dickey. Yeah, Lynn Dickey. These guys don't know the difference between Lynn Dickey and their own Dickey. All right? Things didn't start to look good until we got Magic Don Bukowski. Yeah, the Polak with the Golden Box. And that's when things started to turn around. So we ain't putting up with no reset. You got it? I got it. Well, I, I can't argue with that messaging. I got it. No, pedal to the metal. It's Super Bowl or bust this year, Dick. Pedal to the metal. We're going to lose the NFC Championship game or bust. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to promise that. Yeah. Do you, uh, is your, uh, all your brother-in-laws, do they agree with this, with your take, your reasoning? My brother-in-laws and my cousins. Okay, good. All of them. All Both two of them. Of them. Hey, uh, uh, Dick Briscoe, I did hear you call CB, CBS Sports Radio last Thursday or Friday night. I was happy to hear you go national. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to work on my call-in skills because I don't think I can hang with these guys. You know, he's, he's no nonsense. Well, I don't know about that. It's You see, the thing is, we've talked on the phone so many times, I kind of know your your rhythm and your pacing. I know when to jump in and then get out of your way, and I know when there will be space, you know, and not every host is, is familiar with you. 
I'm going to have to work because I want to move. Well, and that really isn't moving up for me. I think I'm, I think I'm calling to the best shows on the planet. Well, I, I do so appreciate I, that. I really do. I really do. But I got to work on like guys like Bill Michaels and guys like you know this, these uh, Bart Winkler. You know, it's a totally different, totally different uh, place there. You know. I do not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I do know. I don't, you know, I do know. Yeah. See, the you thing know, is, I is I, I, I feel like the Eric on I-90 character is then just put on steroids, and that's where Dick Briscoe comes from. I, you have more wow. Dick Briscoe in you than you care to admit, even though that you're not a Packer fan. No, I'm not. But Dick Briscoe really, you know, you can find Dick Briscoe anywhere. Yeah, that's true. You know, you yeah. really can. Yeah, you can. You know, that's true. you can. You can find Dick Briscoe anywhere. You know, and I called into a show, and then some guy answers. He goes, well, who is this? I said, well, here. And he said, where are you at? And I said, on I-90. And he goes, well, where, what part of this, you know, it's a lot of questions. Yeah. Right? He goes, what do you want to talk to Bart about? And I'm like, well, let's just see where it goes. He's like, ah. No, stay. You gotta. They expect more on the them national shows, those big, those government funded programs. I gotta stick to the topic. Grant, did you have a good weekend? I did. We only have about thirty seconds. I was gonna ask you if you had a good weekend before we wrapped up. Excellent weekend, Grant. I'm glad that you did too. And uh, you back your fans, hang in there. All right, it's gonna be all right. Thank you, Eric. Just fine. Bye, buddy. Bye, Eric Cannon. Eric on I ninety. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. Happy birthday, Craig Council. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got.